Siri, find the side stage show. I found this on the web. It's the side stage show with Trav on 95.9 KRFF. There is a really cool opera happening at TAC Music Venue this Friday and Saturday, and we've got one of the lead castmates here in studio with us. She's a Gate City Young artist. Uh, she's part of the three-way cast. Uh, the FM Opera is putting that on at TAC Music Venue this Friday and Saturday in studio. Our guest co-host for the hour, Madison Marie McIntosh. How are you? Very well. Thank you, Trav. How are you? Thank you for being here. I appreciate you making some time. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. So you're here in Fargo. Is this your first time ever? in Fargo before this production? It's my very first time in Fargo, yes. All right, so I got to ask, what's your first impression? It's a lovely city. I was really looking forward to this opportunity yeah. and I find this a lovely city. Um, I've been staying in except to right. go to rehearsals and performances and here, of course. Sure. But I have gotten some opportunities to drive around the city and it's really lovely. Right. Well, I tell you what, you're very lucky because obviously weather from Florida, we're always, we're always escaping to Florida come winter <laughs> up here in North Dakota. But we've had a really mild winter winter so far it hasn't been too bad so luckily you haven't had to endure any kind of crazy weather have you is this your first time seeing snow too or i've seen snow before but yes this is a good time to be in fargo well we're really excited to have you first impression is a good one that's good did you find a local hot spot or anything that you like to frequent i know you're trying to stay in and take care of yourself so that you can be your best for the performance but do you have like a, a local coffee shop or a restaurant you've been ordering out from that you're just like i love this place i normally do grocery curbside pickup and make some simple things for myself at home. Right. So I want to ask, how did you get connected here with the FM Opera? We obviously see that you're part of the Gate City Bank Young Artists. How did you, way down in Florida, connect with little old Fargo FM Opera up here? <laughs> well, before the pandemic, I was also based in New York at times. Okay. And General Director David Hamilton heard me a while ago. And a few months ago, in October, I think, he reached out to me and asked whether I'd be interested in joining the Gate City Bank Young Artist Program of Fargo-Moorhead Opera. Right. And singing the Dom in three-way. And I said, yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so let me ask you, what is a part of the, uh, the Gate City Bank Young Artist Program? Tell us a little bit about that. So we are four singers, Soprano Alicia Russell, uh, baritone Nathan Holtewanger, tenor Gabriel Hernandez, and yours truly. Yes. And we work uh, with Maestro Neil Campbell and stage director David Toro. And we started out by focusing on a program of opera scenes okay. that we were going to film to sure. be streamed into schools. Right. We will be visiting one of those schools in person. Hey, cool. We also performed in person at the Fine Arts Club of Fargo. Okay. And now we've been focusing on the opera Three-Way by composer Robert Patterson and librettist David Cote. Wow, I tell you what, it's exciting. It's been all the talk here at Fargo-Moorhead because, well, of the subject matter <laughs> of this opera. Real quick, before we get into break here, the, the play or the production is called Three-Way, and it's going to be essentially for adults only, kind of a, a racy topic. So obviously being a part of this great Gate City Bank Young Artist Program, what about the production itself? drew you in? Well, it is a naughty opera, as they say, <laughs> Yeah, but it is more about the 
humor and the human complexities than about sex itself. Yes. Um, But yes, my character is a dominatrix. Oh, goodness. And when I first found (laughs) that out, I mean, I love to portray a wide variety of characters, some of whom are very similar to me and some of whom are very different. Right. And I thought that it would be an interesting challenge. Yeah. But then as I was working through David Coates' libretto and then working with stage director David Toro, I really began to relate to the character. I mean, I I can't give away too much yes. of the plot because it's um, there are some really twisty plots in this opera. Two one-act operas, first The Companion and then Safe Word, okay. in which I'm singing. Um, but I mean, she's a really relatable human being, I think. Oh, interesting. Well, I tell you what, with there such, being such racy topics and subject matter, apart Part of this uh, this production, I'm an actor myself, and so sometimes I like to kind of do a little research on what I'm getting into. I want to find out: Did you do a little research, or is this stuff that you all have been learning along the way? We've been learning things along the way. Um, uh, sure, doing the staging. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to talk more about Three Way. It's going to be very exciting. Presented by the FM Opera this Friday and Saturday, Attack Music Venue, seven thirty. Doors open up at six thirty. We're going to get you all the ticket information and everything. The Side Stage Show, Thursdays, noon to 3 on 95.9 KRFF, Radio Free Fargo. We're in studio with our special guest co-host, Madison Marie McIntosh. You know, I want to ask you real quick before we get into a little bit about the production. I want to know what led you down the road of getting into opera, because I would imagine most young ladies, when they're growing up, they're being, uh, you know, they're being uh, inspired by the likes of Taylor Swift, and maybe they want to be a country artist, or maybe they want to be a pop artist or an actress, but you're in opera, so I, that's a unique journey to want to embark on. So what got you into that? Well, my parents say that I was singing even before I was talking, and um, I would sit in my high chair, and my parents would play a wide variety of music. Right. But um, I was particularly drawn to opera, and if I was listening to Beverly Sills or Pavarotti on PBS, for example, and one of my parents would try to change the channel, I would scream because I wanted to keep listening to opera. That's exciting. And then when I was in kindergarten, I heard Charlotte Church sing. And I I thought that she was an opera singer and she was about 13 years old at the time. And I was impressed um, that someone of her age could have that sort of sound, that sort of head voice sound. Sure. Um, And so I tried to imitate opera singers when I was in kindergarten. Wow. And it must have sounded horrible. (laughs) And I think that I drove my classmates crazy when I sang the national anthem every morning in my opera voice. Oh, that's so exciting, though, that you were doing this in kindergarten. So when would you say was actually... Actually, your first maybe production or show showcasing your opera talents. I sang in some plays, some musical theater plays when I was a kid yeah. and started to take voice lessons when I was 10. Right. And then, I mean, I already knew that I wanted to be an opera singer, but I was quite young to be um, studying opera rather than, for example, um, sacred music, which I studied with my first teacher, right. and musical theater, which I studied with my second. Um, but when I was 13 years old, I met the opera legend Virginia Zeani, and I started to study with her. Wow. Um, that was an amazing opportunity. Yeah. And a few years later, uh, when I was 17, I made my debut with Vero Beach Opera in Florida. Wow. So exci- So let me ask you now, uh, from what I understand, you recently, uh, just this past year, won an award as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yes. That was the American Prize. And um, spoiler alert, I'm <laughs> going to be doing a virtual benefit concert for the American Prize hey. on May 1st. Right. 
at uh, 7 o'clock p.m. EST, I believe. Um, and it's going to feature a couple of standard arias. Right. And then eight world premieres. That's fantastic. Let me ask you, what is the ultimate goal for somebody who's who's devoted their life to opera? What is the ultimate performance or ultimate production? Is, the, is there a venue that you're going like, I want to be a part of a production that is in this venue? What's the goal for you? Oh, wow. Well, it definitely varies based on the opera singer. Sure. I definitely want to take this career as far as I can possibly take it. Opera yeah. is my passion, my love, my great love. Right. Um, and so I, I would really love to sing in a wide variety of venues. As for roles that I love to sing, um, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> <laughs> not quite spoiler right. alert, it has already been announced, but Fargo Moorhead Opera is also doing The Barber of Seville. Ooh. And um, I'll be singing in three-way, but also covering the role of Rosina wow. in Barbieri. Um, and that's one of my favorite roles. I've sung it a couple of times. Um, I love the composer Rossini. Yeah. Um, and his role is Isabella in The Italian Girl in Algiers. And I've also sung uh, Rossini's Cinderella. Those are some of my favorite roles. Wow. You are quite busy. Well, let me ask you. Obviously, well, that's exciting. We're, we're glad to hear that you're going to be in Fargo for a little bit longer and doing another production here with, with uh, FM Opera. Uh, has your, besides Fargo, and I, did you say New York as well? You were doing some uh, some studying out in New York. Did yes. I hear that correctly? Did Have you done any other traveling with opera? Has it led you outside of the country yet? Oh, yes. I did um, the Academia Rossiniana in okay. Pesaro okay. of the Rossini Opera Festival right. in 2014. That was an amazing opportunity that um, set me on the path to being a Rossini mezzo. Right. Um, I participated during the spring of 2018 in the Young Artist Program of the Opera di Firenze. Yeah. I've done a couple of other wow. programs in Italy and France. So exciting. And, yes. You've done a lot of exciting things. <laughs> so let me ask you, you you've met uh, your new castmates here for, for Three Way. Uh, they're part of the production. You're going to be putting on a tag music venue this Friday and Saturday, thanks to uh, the good folks over there at the FM Opera. Give me one word to describe each of the castmates you're working with in how you've gotten to know them let's let's talk personally instead of well i think this cast member is really good at this talent give me a this person's funny or this person's whatever <laughs> give me give me one word to describe each of your castmates oh wow well soprano alicia russell is effervescent oh i love it tenor gabriel hernandez oh. is giving okay Baritone Nathan Haltewanger is charismatic. I love it. Um, he's my acting partner in Safe Word. Sure. And his acting is amazing, not to mention his great voice. Oh, fantastic. Um, stage director David Toro is brilliant. I will say a little bit about that in a moment. Uh, Neil Campbell, our maestro, is a great musician and a great pianist. I love it. I love it. Let me ask you here. I think with every genre, whether it's theater to uh, commercial acting or uh, any kind of style of music, everything comes with a misconception what do you think the biggest misconception about opera is maybe it's that it's emotionally detached okay i mean opera is about passion yeah it's interesting that people would think that it's emotionally detached because that's one of the first things i would go to when i think of opera of how passionate it is i mean you can see the passion in the performances and that's what i think is going to be so exciting if anybody's following you on social media they're going to see the passion that you're bringing to your role and this production coming up here this week in attack music venue where can we find you on social media i got a whole lot more to talk to you about but where can we find you on social media my instagram handle is at madison marie mcintosh and mcintosh is spelled with m-c-i and on facebook i'm madison marie mcintosh mezzo soprano 
The Side State Show, Thursdays, noon to 3 on 95.9 KRFF Radio Free Fargo. I want to get into the subject matter of this production because we've been hearing, well, it's a little racy. Yes. And uh, so <laughs> let's get back into uh, what is three-way all about? Obviously, the, the most obvious thing that comes to mind, of course, is in a more sexually contented subject matter. So tell us a little bit about three-way. Yes, it is for mature audiences, although please forgive my candor, uh, <laughs> we do keep our clothes on. It's sure. not that kind of opera. <laughs> um, but the first one-act opera of three-way is The Companion, okay. and it's about a lady named Maya who has purchased a robotic companion named Joe. Okay. He's very humanoid, right. but... There are glitches. Aha! And plot twists. Oh, interesting. (laughs) And then the second opera, the second one-act opera is Safe Word, the one in which I'll be singing. And it's about a dominatrix and her client. Right. But the client proves to be pretty strong-willed. Aha! Okay, so let me ask you. We've been seeing on the FM Opera social media pages, you getting into character and getting on some of that, uh, well, that costume. What is that that like for you to get into something that you know is so racist? and is a part of what you have to do to be a part of this this great and exciting production. This is new for you, of course. So were you like a little a little uh, timid when getting into it or did you just embrace it and go, I want to embrace this role and give it everything I've got and I'm going to learn all about it along the way. What was your particular approach to this? I was excited. I definitely wanted to embrace it. Yeah. By the time when I put on the costume, I had already learned more about my character and started to consider her very human and very relatable. Right. And um, I do love to portray a wide variety of characters and I get such a, a kick out of looking at the pictures of myself in the costume. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me uh, bring this up here. We saw it on the FM Opera social media page. Uh, Nationalsawdust.org entitled their uh, story on three-way Can Opera Handle Sex Bots and Swinger Parties? So obviously this is a type of subject matter that's kind of unique to opera. Can it be translated? into opera. I think so. I think yeah. that it works brilliantly. Um, I really love Safe Word and yesterday at the tech rehearsal I saw the companion straight through for the first time um, and I really loved it. Right. There's going to be a lot of FM Opera, I tell you what, they do a lot of great work here in the Fargo-Moorhead community and they do a great job of growing the audience and getting more and more people interested in opera here in the Fargo-Moorhead area. Uh, for somebody who's taking in three-way for the very first time, this is going to be the their first opera experience, what would you tell them? I think that this would be a great first opera experience. Um, one of the beautiful things about opera is that we get to sing in a lot of different languages, but this one is in English. Uh-huh. So there's no language barrier. You don't have to read super titles. And um, the diction of my colleagues is very clear. I, I can it. understand everything that they're saying. Sure. And um, these characters, I mean, maybe I'm sounding like, like a broken record for saying this, but right. they're very relatable. I think yeah. that everyone could see at least one character and say I relate to that person I really feel for that person absolutely and it, it really makes you connect when uh, you can relate to the character exactly. and uh, and obviously that's that's your job to making sure that we relate to it so it's going to be very exciting uh, obviously this was written by Robert Patterson and David Coe what do you know about their approach into writing this unique piece 
I read the foreword to the opera, okay. um, which helped me to get some background information. Yeah. And I've connected on Instagram with Rob and David, and they're both lovely, lovely people. Um, I've delved into the character, continue to, tell, to delve into the character with stage director David Toro. Right. And I continue, I, I look forward to continuing to learn more from the composer and the librettist as well. The Side Stage Show, Thursdays, noon to 3 on 95.9 KRFF, Radio Free Fargo. Obviously, we're, we're just kind of starting to see the light here with uh, the whole pandemic. So there still need to be some guidelines that are in place So because we want everybody to be happy and healthy and have a good time and enjoy themselves. What do you know about the guidelines that are going to be at uh, the production this weekend? Yes, masks will be required at the door. And um, audience members will be socially distanced. Sure. And um, people are to keep their masks on when they're not enjoying their drinks. Fantastic. Everybody needs to be safe. We want to make exactly. sure we're enjoying ourselves. We're going to see the light. It's just around the corner. But until then, we got to make sure we're doing everything we can to get there. So good to hear that we're going to be doing everything safe. I want to ask you real quick. What are some of the things that you... How did, how did uh, the pandemic or quarantining, things like that, how did that affect what you were doing with opera this past year. Obviously, you couldn't go out and actually do productions. What? How did that change everything for you? It shut everything down at first. I was actually performing in Italy oh. when Italy was a hotspot, and yeah. I got the last flight back to New York, and then New York became a hotspot. Right. And then I fled down to Florida to stay with my parents Sure. before Florida became a hotspot. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was supposed to perform with Maryland Opera, but that concert was postponed indefinitely. Right. But then, with Maryland Opera, I did one of my first virtual collaborations. Okay. Um, we recorded the sextet from Lucia di Lammermoor, which okay. we would have performed in the actual concert. Right. And things were really slow for a while, but then a lot of innovative companies came up with new ideas. I've worked a lot with Christman Opera Company, okay. started by composer Theodore Christman. Sure. And he has started a couple of online series. Right. And he actually did a virtual opera, a Zoom opera. Right. In January, okay. featuring Maestro Eve Queller, soprano Teresa Castillo, uh, tenor John Viscardi, and me. Wow. Um, so, it, long story short, a lot of really good things yeah. um, came out of this horrible, horrible situation. Now, what would you say, uh, looking to the future of opera, obviously this last year brought in new ways on how we can enjoy the opera. What are some of those that, even though we're going to be moving forward, that you think, well, by accident, we had to make these adjustments and this is how we had to do it this year. But you know what? It's working. And I think we might start seeing more of that uh, in the future of FM opera. What, what are some of those things? I think that it's great that now we've discovered how to have collaborations among people who are in lots of different areas. One person could be in New York, one person could be in Fargo, one person could be in Florida, one person could be in Italy or Austria or Germany or Spain or somewhere else. Right. And we can all come together to collaborate, sometimes through Zoom, sometimes in pre-recorded projects. Yeah. And although, of course, there's no true substitute for live performing, yep. I do hope that we will keep some of these virtual collaborations because um, they're so accessible and they can also bring music to people who can't right. go out and experience it live, but sure. they can still experience the excitement of something being performed live if it's streamed. Absolutely. Well, obviously, like yourself, you were inspired by certain performers. You yourself are inspiring the next generation of performers. So for those of those, for those who are looking into getting into opera,
opera. What is your advice to them? What could they be doing to start bettering their skills and their talent so that when it comes time to furthering maybe their education in it, what can they be doing to start preparing for that? It is extremely important to find a good teacher. And not every teacher, not even every good teacher is right for every singer. Right. Um, So it sometimes takes some trial and error. But if a singer has a teacher that is really, really good for him, her, or them, I mean, that can make all the difference in the world. Absolutely. You know, we don't see opera flooding TV. We don't see opera flooding the radio airwaves. But we have this tool called social media, which can do a lot of great things for FM uh, opera artists, opera artists like yourself, productions, things like that. How do you see things growing in opera with uh, the tools of social media being a part of that atmosphere? How do you see opera growing in the next couple of years? Wow, I think that it can grow exponentially through social media. Before the pandemic... I did have a professional Facebook account, but I wasn't yet on Instagram. Sure. Um, But then early during the pandemic, I wanted to, I I was desperate to find some way in which to stay connected and to stay relevant as a singer. So I joined Instagram and that really opened a lot of doors. That's how we met actually through Instagram. And I think that social media and other platforms can be extremely helpful to this beautiful art. I think when we think of opera, uh, we always think of how it's cl- it's classic. It's, we think of it as being as a, a classic art form, but there's some modern nuances that we can be bringing into at least marketing or promoting uh, the opera without taking away uh, the beautiful uh, art that it is. When it comes to marketing, and pro- have you ever thought of, does, does FM opera or does opera in general, do they use a lot of their performances as uh, social media influencers? Do you see, like, have you ever been approached to be an influencer for an upcoming uh, maybe foundation or thing like that? Because you're so popular in, in opera, the landscape of opera. Have different individuals reached out to you and said, I want her to be our social media influencer because she is such a unique inspiration in opera. I think she would be an inspiration for our product. Has has anything like that ever come across your lap? Or do you think that that is something that could be a unique tool for, for opera artists like yourself? Oh, I definitely think um, that it could be a unique tool for opera singers, opera artists in general. Yeah. Yes, I'm always happy to... Um, speak about the productions in which I'm singing to talk about the companies with which I'm working because I'm very, very grateful to them for giving us these opportunities. And yesterday I did an Instagram takeover for FMO. How was that? It was a lot of fun. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. Yeah. The Side State Show, Thursdays, noon to 3 on 95.9 KRFF. Radio Free Fargo. We've got mom here in the studio with you, and I understand that you don't, uh, when you were on your way up here to Fargo, it's not a road trip until you start listening to some good old classic rock. What are some of the artists that she's been been shining your way? <laughs> well, we say that it isn't a road trip until we've heard Queen and Journey. You know, when you think about it, Queen is the pivotal of rock opera. I mean, when you think of an, uh, a voice and a performer who almost was operatic on stage performing with our, his rock band, it was absolutely Absolutely, Freddie Mercury and Queen. Well done, Mom. I got to say, that's a, a great inspiration to be. What are some of the songs from Queen that have been kind of sticking with you? My favorites are the usual favorites. Sure. Um, Killer Queen and Bohemian Rhapsody.
Rhapsody, but I oh, also yes. really like We Are the Champions, Someone to Love, and Don't Stop Me Now. I love it. So tonight, uh, you're going to be doing your last, uh, basically your rehearsal. Is this going to be a dress rehearsal? This will be our dress rehearsal, yes. Now, do you do a full run-through, or is it just kind of points of the production that you want to make sure gets smoothed out? How does a rehearsal go compared to the actual production? The dress rehearsal will be a full run. Yesterday okay. we did the tech rehearsal. They were setting lighting, for example. Right. And um, we did a, a, a full run of each one-act opera. Right. Um, but there was some start and stop in order to figure out um, tech things. Sure. But tonight, yes, the dress rehearsal is usually a full run. You know, and the voice, the vocal cords, it's a muscle. you got to warm those things up. I mean, when I think about going to the gym and or going for a run, you got to do some stretching. you got to do some warming up. What kind of warm-up practices do you have? Is it just a quick five, ten minutes? What, what is it? How long does a, a warm-up for you usually take? I normally warm up my voice. This may sound strange. I normally warm it up just a little bit even before I talk so sure. that I'm not speaking on a completely unwarmed-up voice. Right. And while I do that little warm-up, I actually do planks, plank exercises. No um, Those are great for the core. Sure. I, you know, and explain why having a good core is such a pivotal part of, of being an opera singer. Opera singers need strength and stamina and um, breath support. Right. And you know, and you wouldn't think about that because it's not out in front and center like your performance is, but you have to think about what do they got to do to prepare and get warmed up so they can put on this beautiful performance. I would have never thought of doing uh, vocal practices while doing planks. I can't even imagine doing a plank <laughs> for, for more than 10 seconds. So you got to be in great shape. What else do you do to take care of yourself? Because obviously, you know, you have to be in great shape and take care of your vocal chords and your performance and your your appearance when you're doing these productions what are what kind of regimen do you have let's let's talk nutrition here let's talk about what you normally do when you're not in production state what do you do at the gym to to kind of keep yourself in tip-top shape getting ready for what might be around the corner yes well as for warming up before i sing i like to do a nice long warm-up as for nutrition i follow a strict diet that's very low in acid okay um and i'm Pretty much dairy-free. Right. Um, that's just a precaution. Sure. Um, but definitely low acid. That's important. And no alcohol. <laughs> no alcohol. Well, the least the good thing about tonight is that folks are Friday and Saturday night. Is folks get that free drink when they purchase a ticket to come out and see the opera. Have a nice glass of wine. Sit back and enjoy this wonderful production. Again, tell us who the creators of this production are. The composer is Robert Patterson. The librettist is David Cote. Our maestro is Neil Campbell. Our stage director is David Toro. And the general director of Fargo Moorhead Opera is David Hamilton. And uh, give us a shout out real quick too on your, your fellow castmates that are going to be joining you. Yes, soprano Alicia Russell, tenor Gabriel Hernandez, baritone Nathan Haltewanger, who will sing in Safe Word with me, and our costume designer, Liv Helm. And these costumes are exciting. That's going to be a big part. That's a big part of opera is the costumes, too. Definitely. Let me, uh, you also have a shout out down there in Florida that you uh, were mentioning. Who did you want to give a shout out to? Yes, my dad is listening in Florida, and there are some other friends in Florida who are listening, and I made a couple of posts on Instagram and one on Facebook. So, um, hello, friends who are listening. (laughs) That's fantastic. Madison, we have had a blast having you here in studio. Thanks for being our guest co-host this noon hour. Thank you for having me here, Travis. It has been an immense pleasure for me.